0: Hey, it's Joe Trippy, and welcome back to That Trippy Show. This week, lots to get into, fallout from the terrorist attacks in Israel, why I think the contrast between Biden and the Republicans' response is telling, and no, there still isn't a Speaker of the House. Alex, where should we get started? Well, By the way, before we get started, we are recording this wee hours of the morning because I'm about to get on a plane. Uh, to fly down and out to Alabama to visit my good friend, Senator Doug Jones. And uh, Alex, I wish you were going down there with me, but we're recording this on uh, Thursday morning, very early. And, uh, and so maybe there will be news about the speaker fight that's different from what we're talking about. Things can change, but I didn't want to flag that. So Alex, yeah, where do you want to go? You know, I'm going to bet no, but let's come back to that. I'm going to bet that
1: you can listen to this <laughs> yeah.
0: anytime in the next week and nothing would change. Hey, yes. But well, the chaos will just keep being chaos. The crazy clown show of the, of the house caucus, the uh, mega caucus will completely uh, be, I, I'm sure will accurately describe it. So uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I keep interrupting you. Well,
1: I don't, I, I think we have to start here. Let's come back to the speaker stuff, but I, I want to get to something you got into uh, now we're recording this on a Thursday. This was, I think, yesterday. Now, but on on the Resolute Square strategy strategy session, which I, I think was Tuesday night. But for our listeners, I think they'd really like to understand where you stand, what you make of President Biden's reaction to the Hamas terrorist attacks, and w- where we go from here. Um, as we record this, and, and the reason I think this is really relevant, obviously uh, Trump had a uh, rally last night where he just absolutely went off, went on the record. I don't even really know where to even go with that. It was pretty nuts, but w- want to hear your reaction? You know, re- recap what you said the other night and and where you think this all goes.
0: I, look, I I think the respond the response um, in Israel is incredible. There, they, you know, they already have billboards up thanking Biden for his response because it was such moral clarity and literally. Uh, you know, with today, Anthony Blinken, Secretary of State, his press uh, conference with Bibi Netanyahu, again, you know, basically to the world, the United States has Israel's back. People don't understand, I think, uh, how important that is to the people of Israel at, at in this moment. It is that moral clarity, particularly against... I mean, Hamas is ISIS. To Israel, and Israel's is such a small place. I have mean, spent a ton of time there over the years, including uh, when Israel did disengagement from Gaza under Sharon. I was there in Gaza when the Israeli government was bulldo- bulldozing the homes of its own settlers in Gaza to leave and to pull out and to disengage from Gaza. So I, I, I've, I've, when you see the proximity, when you see what this is really about, that there is no corridor for terrorism anywhere. There's no excuse for it, that we all need to stand together. And that's what makes both the, I, I think, the contrast between the dereliction of duty that Trump and the GOP are creating right now at a time when the United States is standing front and center. 25 Americans have been, uh, already have been uh, killed during this, uh, this terrorist attack. Uh, That number is likely to go up. And the world is a dangerous place. Uh, And the contrast between that and the GOP clown car, I mean, mean, it's just that it's not funny that we don't have critical ambassadors in place in Israel throughout uh, much of the Middle East Uh, We still have the Tuberville blockade on key military leaders, including many of the Joint Chiefs. Even voting to get the aid to Israel uh, is impossible as they clown car around their stupid, insane fight for a a new speaker after taking McCarthy out, and then trying to blame taking McCarthy out (laughs) and the craziness on Democrats somehow. It is the Republicans uh, in the Republican caucus in the majority
1: in the House.
0: Yeah, yeah, they have the they have the votes, my friends, and they can't get their act together to do what's right. And I do think that's the juxtaposition here: that Biden and the response that the United States, and, and frankly, the linkage between what's happening in Ukraine and what's happening. In Israel, they are both terrorist attacks, right? I mean, the Russia, Russian Putin's attack on Ukraine. How much more of it do you have to watch? Uh, The desolation, the 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 insane bombing of uh, and destruction that's going on there, and then see what's happening with Hamas and understand the world's a dangerous place. There need to be rules, and they need to be enforced. Uh, and people need to see moral clarity, and that that's what Biden and the US government and Blinken are, are providing, and that Israel's grateful for, as is Zelensky and Ukraine. While the GOP is, they're, they're debating whether, you know, they've been debating, not debating, from the beginning, Trump's been with Putin, and most of them have, uh, you know, started to, uh, to, to, to fall in line uh, on the Republican side.
1: Well, and not only that, but, but I think Josh Hawley basically said, let's defund Ukraine and, and put that money towards Israel. I mean, it's, it's such a gift for Putin.
0: Yeah, no, the whole thing is and the, you know, and that's where I think, uh, you know, and of course the GOP will blame Biden, but even crazier, you know, Trump went on a rant blaming Israel First of all, he called his his very smart. This is, I, I mean, it's just incredible. He 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 said he'll never forget that they didn't participate in the Soleimani operation. He said Israel let us down and needs to straighten it out and called them weak, saying they should strengthen themselves up. I mean, so here you are in a place where you have to have moral clarity. Where you need to stand up and and support Israel uh, and denounce Hezbollah and the terrorist attacks, uh, and he's calling Hezbollah very smart and calling Israel, you know, weak, you know, and and saying that it's it's Israel that has to straighten up. You know, it's like it, you know, it, it's it's kind of fascinating because these are the same people that if any of the squad were saying that. They'd be going crazy on the squad, but they won't go crazy on Trump for saying it. No way. No hell. In fact, you know, they already are going crazy on, 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 the, on some members of the squad, and rightfully so. But I, I mean, you know, I, because I do think we need moral clarity. You can't, there is no excuse, but there is, here's Donald Trump making excuses uh, and attacking Israel uh, and the Israeli government and, and baby Netanyahu. Um, who, I mean, you know, look, you know, I met Bibi uh, for the first time in the early, oh gosh, mid-1980s, and I've never uh, seen eye-to-eye with him. I always thought uh, that, one, he would become prime minister, and two, he'd be dangerous, That I mean, in terms of the politics, uh, you know, that he was so right-wing. But this isn't the moment for me to talk about you know, oh, gosh, what did I think of Bibi? No, Bibi Netanyahu, like it or not, is the leader of Israel in this moment. The Israeli people are unifying. There's a unity government. All that is yesterday. What matters now, and we can hear, as somebody said, um, you know, when asked on air, because the, the, the press keeps asking, how did this happen? You know, who's to blame? And, you know, one of the Israelis said, look, heads will roll after... Th- <laughs> When this is over, there'll be heads that will roll, but now's not the time. Now's the time to get the hostages out, to, to finish off and attack Hezbollah so this can never happen again. And that's the unity and the moral clarity in this dangerous world that the Biden administration is, is showing uh, steadfastly while, the, while Trump and MAGA play their stupid, insane... Clown car games with a house that can't even come together at this moment to pass any help uh, for Israel, and where their leader, their dear leader, is going on rants, blaming Israel and calling and praising Hezbollah as very smart. I mean, that in, in itself is all you need to know. But I'm sure none of us will be surprised when the new polls come out after all this and the mega cult is still lockstep behind Dear Leader and somehow explain, you know, oblivious to what he said. I, I, I haven't seen enough of Fox yet to know whether they've covered any of Trump's insanity or how they'll be covering um, the speakership fight as anything but insane. Support for that trippy show comes from Odoo. What is Odoo? Well, Odoo is the only software your business will ever need. Featuring a suite of integrated business applications, Odoo connects your business operations together so you get more done in less time. Odoo has apps for everything. CRM, accounting, sales, HR, inventory, marketing, manufacturing, you name it. Odoo's got it. To learn more, visit odoo.com trippy. That's O-D-O-O dot trippy.
1: So I want. I'm glad you got there because this is one question I had. So if you look at everything really controversial that Trump has ever had, not not everything, but vast majority, it, it it it's really often pretty calculated to fire up his base, to fire up people like evangelicals. He very rarely goes off in a way that really. Rickers his own base, for lack of a better phrase. And like you look at all the polling, I mean, it and a lot of people have made made hang on this partisan split, but depending on where you look, between 75, 85% of Republicans are, you know, very strongly supportive of Israel. So I'm just curious, like, is this a wedge potentially? I mean, does it I guess it matters how like you point out with Fox how it's covered. But this seems like a, an aberration, even from him. Like, yeah, we always say, oh, he said this, it's going to piss off swing voters, obviously piss off Democrats. But this is like kind of a new one from him, right? Going, you know, saying something that his base very overtly disagrees
0: with. Uh, I don't think so. He's still the guy that can shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and they'd say he must have a reason. So, I, I mean, I agree with what you're saying, but again, you're looking at this as a rational, like, non-cult member, and I just think there is no science. there are no signs that it's anything other than cult worship of dear leader, and so I'm sure, uh, you know, if you think about it, Alex, remember that uh, the Republican Party was the party that, you know, of Reagan saying, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. as the, you know, prior to the Putin invasion of Ukraine, um, you would have said, hey, you know, anybody who says they're for Putin would be anathema in the, in the Republican Party. Uh, look how fast that changed, how fast support right. for Ukraine and, and, and the opposition to Putin in Russia collapsed uh, as Trump... And Tucker Carlson, you know, and you know Fox and everybody started to do the "I'm um, for Russia" thing, "I'm um, for Putin" thing. So, uh, I think if you look at that and 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 how powerful the change within the party's position on Russia and Ukraine were uh, and have been. Now look at you're raising the same question now about Israel, uh, and while you're right, yes, traditionally. The Republicans, in fact, even during Trump's administration, the, moving the uh, uh, the embassy to Jerusalem, you know, the sort of the pro-Israel side of Trump, the pro-BB. I mean, the, you know, he he definitely, you know, was a BB Netanyahu ally and and back the other way from BB. It doesn't matter, right? It, it's now in in for whatever reasons he believes it's in his interest. Um, or he's gone off the rails enough that he doesn't know, but he believes it's in his interest to do this. I think partly, look, you know, he was also during all this, you know, basically, you know, retweeting and um, and, and pushing, you know, anti-Semitic uh, uh, memes, you know, throughout his his you you know throughout his time on Twitter anyway, back in the past, you know, um, during you know Virginia, there's good people on both sides. Uh, to, about the people who are screaming, Jews will not replace us. So there's there's a clear, you know, this could just be signaling to those part of the, to that part of his base which he needs to come out and vote like you know like crazy in 2024, uh, and and believing that the the rest of the cult will hang with him no matter what. I, I don't understand exactly you, you know what his uh, uh, motive is, but. It's clear he has, I mean, look, he, he knows exactly what cards he plays. So for us to go, oh, geez, why is he going off the rails like this? He, you know, so far, since he's come down that escalator, the one thing he knows, he knows how to push his base's buttons and what he can get away with. And I think, unfortunately for the nation and for the world, that base lets him cont- and his Republicans in, in office keep allowing him to do this in a very dangerous time, where it's actually that the wisdom, the experience, and the calm resoluteness of a Joe Biden, which again proves, you know, that the old man really knows what he's doing. And in this world, it would be good to have somebody in the most powerful office in the land who knows what he's doing and isn't playing, you know, just Clown card policy to benefit himself in some way, or to hold power, or to seize power, to create another insurrection. Which is, I mean, look clearly. Somebody said today, may, maybe his rant means he doesn't want to be president anymore. It, you know, it's it was so bad. Now I think you know the presidency is the only. E- even if the only reason he wants the presidency is to pardon himself uh, or to uh, hold off ever having to go to jail. I think that's pretty good motive. So all this is is his way of driving his base, his base's anger, uh, playing on their prejudices, keeping them motivated. And at the same time, I think he knows that anybody in the party who questions him will stay silent. We, We, you know, no one's going out tomorrow in the Republican Party and denouncing what Trump did last night. There are plenty of people in the Democratic Party who have, ma- you know, made it clear that members of the squad who, you know, basically said—some of them said similar things in the beginning of of this crisis—democrats stepped out and said, uh-uh, no, there's no excuse for this terror and this violence. You cannot continence it. We all must stay fervently in support of Israel, and those voices have, you know— Pulled back. No one's going to do that with Trump, right? Uh, it'll be interesting to keep it, to see if he keeps uh, b- banging this drum, though. You
1: no, know, I I know you you mentioned Democratic unity, and I think that's a really good place to start here. It, moving back home, like we said at the top, very little movement in the speaker's race. I know the Republicans did a few procedural things and have a quote unquote nominee, but I mean it's a mess, right? I mean. Is there anything worth following here? Is anything different this time for Steve Scalise, who I think is technically the presumptive favorite
0: right now? Well, I mean, again, getting back to the unity, uh, I think Democrats are unified, um, not, not just on the issues. I mean, like, I do think on Israel, the, the the Democratic caucus is far more unified in support of the what Biden and the administration are doing in, uh, in response. And I think obviously they're very unified around Hakeem Jeffries, their leader in the House. So there's no, you know, there there isn't any daylight. There's no reason to think, well, maybe five uh, disgruntled Democrats will, you know, will will support <laughs> Scalise or something. That's not, you know, by the way, it's not going to happen the other way either. I don't think there's any as as divided and broken as the Republican Caucus is that any that, that we'll see any courage uh from you know five or six uh uh republican members uh to leave the party and and support Hakeem Jeffries for speaker on the other hand you look at them and i mean look look they're divided you have members who want to fund ukraine members who say not more one more penny for ukraine you see a party that it, you know again, uh, removed its own speaker. Uh, you, you know, in the vote w- between Scalise and Jordan, uh, remember you need 217 votes. Uh, it looks like right about that number, um, to win the speakership. Um, uh, Scalise got, I think 113 yep, uh, votes right. in secret. It was a secret ballot and Jordan got 90 something, you know, I think eight or nine votes, maybe 13 votes less, but, but it doesn't matter. Um, That's how divided that place is. There's a reason they're not uh, holding the vote uh, for Speaker, because Scalise doesn't have anywhere near 217 votes, Uh, and that most of the extremists who were for Jim Jim Jordan, they're not backing down. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, of course, a no. Nancy Mace is a no. And don't forget the brave Nancy (laughs) Mace, who's decided now... Uh, now's the time to call Scalise out on his comments saying he's like David Duke, but without the baggage. Uh, Wow, such a stand, how brave, when she accepted his endorsement during her race and didn't raise this at all. But in any case, that's, I mean, so that's the craven craziness that you see. Uh, Nancy Mays, who accepted Scalise's endorsement and support in her campaign, and now that he wants to speak her, now's the time. She said, "You know, I, I can't really hang out with him because he says he's like David Duke without the baggage." And she's, you know, white. She's calling him a white, white supremacist. Anyway, it, it's a so so. Then the question is, now that she's called him out for that, how many others, you know, will will hold with her? And it looks like you know ten and and Marjorie Taylor Greene. It looks like about ten of them.
1: I think there were, there were eight who voted McCarthy out, I think.
0: Yeah, and it's now up to 10 who won't be for Scully, or at least today are saying, maybe they're holding out for some deal. You know, like, can can you say, will you go out and say you're not David Duke out loud and then we'll support you? I don't know, maybe she can figure that out. But in any case, you know, Jim Jordan's pulled himself out, said he will not, he's no longer uh, contesting against Scully's, uh, and even he can't pull those those 10 back in. So that's what's going on right now. Uh, and of course, somehow, some way, when they hold those votes and, you know, Scalise doesn't get to, to 217 and uh, Jeffries gets to 212, uh, which will be every Democrat voting for sanity and a speaker who will, you know, is, is more in tune with uh, not so much of a clown car you know they'll keep blaming the democrats somehow i mean that's what i'm saying this is their mess they removed their speaker they didn't ha- they had the majority they did not reelect or or push back against the the insane extremist elements in their own party and that's the problem they've let the cancer grow so big that it was not just a clown car anymore it's become so dangerous that now in a critical moment the country and the world we have a congress that can't even vote on anything until they elect until they solve their internal dysfunction so look i i just don't how you know when will that end i don't know most people thought hey we, once this uh, the crisis in israel broke out and the invasion uh, you know the terrorist attacks into israel occurred um, that that would bring some sanity, that they'd wake up and become adults and, and put their, uh, their differences aside, and for the sake of their party and the country, um, find somebody uh, that they could immediately put in place as speaker and get on with the people's business. That's a well, thought. that's not yeah. quite what that's not what happened here. Uh, I assure you that I really honest. Uh, people ask, "Well, if well, you Democrats?" know, I actually do believe that if the shoe was on the other foot, we would find some. If you know, if, if Hakeem Jeffries was the wrong person at this moment, we would find some compromise and put someone up, and every Democrat would 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 get there. And you're kind of seeing that right now with our response to Israel. As yeah, that we I'm sure we have people, a few in the squad and others who would prefer that we took a different tact than than the Biden and the administration is, but but there's unity uh, right now behind the you know the leader of this country and whatever differences there may be are not going to prevent no one's going to step out there and try to prevent some some real agenda from this administration towards Israel from happening. Uh, that's not the case in the other party. Um, it, it, even if they had a speaker, the next vote, I mean, whether it's on the budget or whether it's on aid to Israel, you have no idea. Again, you'll be in the same position, six, seven people who 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 do not want um, to spend another dime in Ukraine. I mean, we're, there's talk about, okay, what about a joint package of aid for Ukraine and Israel? Yeah, are you I mean, yeah, maybe, but then you only need three people who don't want to fund Ukraine and two who don't want to fund Israel and the entire package for both countries goes down the toilet over five insane maga hats uh, who have different reasons and different insanity for stopping anything like and where you know, again Tuberville right. down in Alabama who's like totally stopped you know, we have missing members of the Joint Chiefs of Staff because this guy won't, is holding them hostage. And about 300, 300 or 400 other uh, military personnel are being held hostage by one member of the insanity. You know, and it it won't just be him, it'll be, you know, Rand Paul. I mean, there's there's plenty of them, Marjorie Taylor Greene in the house, uh, and uh, we'll see. But uh, right now, I think it's that contrast. This is what we've been talking about from the beginning. Um that you know they keep doing the crazy, we keep doing the work and we've been talking recently, more recently about the crazy is becoming clearly more dangerous in a dangerous world. And it's that calm, wise, experienced Joe Biden contrast and the ability of Democrats to just keep working to do the work, that contrast with what Donald Trump continues to do with the insanity of the House majority becoming clearer um, and the danger it represents as major issues like Israel need attention, not to mention things that uh, that, that impact uh, more domestically here on the economy and, and the budget and other things. Right. That's the contrast that I think uh, continues to play out in a way that hopefully, uh, look, the cult's always going to be the cult. There's always going to be, we know, unfortunately, 45, 46% of this country will stay in line and vote for even, yes, Donald Trump. And Biden's gotten to 51 before most of the polling I've seen. Uh, shows that uh, he's actually could get to fifty two, uh, maybe fifty three, but that means all you know, not splitting up the anti Trump vote, um, looking continuing to push this divide, and hopefully that divide gets bigger um, as this contrast becomes clearer. Not on the clown car craziness part, but on the dangerous to the future of uh, the country. And I still think that the the Generation Z will be a big big part of this. Um I think uh th- that that is a that that's the the generation that could save democracy if it turns out and and is less likely to be caught in the undertow of uh of trumpism and the the the, the insanity that they see in in maga uh controlled house particularly on things like gun violence uh uh Dobbs climate and, and, and other things uh, where where there's clear clarity between the two parties. So I,
1: I, I got to follow up on one thing and then we're just about out of time. But, you, you know, we got a decent amount of questions that were essentially like, is this a new normal now? And I think there was a CNN article that essentially blamed the closeness of the race with like or the closeness of the House count right now with. Republicans only having a few seats in majority like essentially implying that we could we could expect the same thing if if roles were reversed if Democrats had a slim majority and and like is this the new normal now like are we always going to no, have a dysfunctional I mean,
0: house it's a dysfunction no the, the this is the insanity of the coverage the dysfunction in the house is the dysfunction of the Republican caucus period it's the dysfunction of of the crazy caucus that that has a, too much power that they that the that, that Trump uh, you know part of the probably reason Trump went crazy last night was because his, his choice Jim Jordan lost uh, and you know he always lashes out after something like that and you know and and goes nuts cuz he can't handle being a loser but he is but the reality is it's bullshit you know Pelosi had the same close I think five, four, five seat majority when she was speaker. Uh, she never lost a rule vote, not one. Or even, you know, when others ran against her for speaker, the Dems, Democrats, quickly, be, you know, came together. Uh, look at the the bipartisan, you know, bills that were passed, uh, and that Joe Biden was able to get get passed. None of that's possible. I mean, I'm talking about infrastructure. You know, all all those uh, all those uh, things that we're seeing now uh, insulin being you know reduced to $35 uh, capped at $35 for people. All those things were done with a very small majority, and there you know, look the any dysfunction that was happening was because of the obstruction of the Republican Party. Now they have the House and they can't get anything done. They can't even have a, they can't even choose a speaker. Uh, no, this isn't uh, baked in the cake. This is baked in the cake of an insane party that's gone off the rails, has a cult following, plays to the cult, speaks to the cult, and is there, of uh, many of them, um, just to be heroes to the cult, to get more clicks, to get, uh, more, you know, to to get more money, and Those clicks and the money are more important than accomplishing anything for the American people. Uh, And they would rather sit there and 10 of them, and by the way, it's not just 10. I know we talk about the 10 that will vote or the eight that did this. We have 141 of these people voted not to certify Joe Biden. I mean, come on. They're all, I mean, there there are no, this party is gone. It's gone, and hopefully enough Americans have realized it, can get over whatever their differences are with Joe Biden to vote to make sure this party does not have power and that Donald Trump's not in the White House. That's the mission. That's what we have to do. And that's why we're here every week.
1: Joe, I think that's just about a good place to end today
0: great thanks alex thanks everyone for listening to that trippy show a reminder that this podcast will always be free with support from our advertisers we're glad to have them we hope you can enjoy some of their products too this podcast is part of resolute square check out the latest at resolutesquare.com trippy please subscribe to that trippy show and leave a review on apple or wherever you listen please tell your friends we're trying to to grow our audience um and if you think it's worth listening to, we hope you'll tell others about us. You can always send us a question to show at gmail.com or leave, us a, or leave us a question in a review on iTunes. We'll see you next week. Thanks again for being with us.